everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm Cat Wonders and I'm busting out. <laughs> okay. I'm wearing a Sugar Thrills dress right now. It's adorable. I love it. I've had it in my closet for a little while. Now, <laughs> my titties are a little too big for this. It's cute actually when it's done up as well because this whole thing does up. And I don't know if it's going to help keep the girls in, but... I kind of like it undone. It looks cute done up as well though, but I kind of like it more cash, you know? <laughs> um, so don't mind uh, any nip slips or anything of that sort. No, I'm just joking. That's not gonna happen. Um, but what do you think? <laughs> I wore some strawberry earrings to go along with it. If I had little ladybug earrings, that would have been perfect, but um, welcome. It is episode 38 and we are going to have a good day today. Let me tell you why. Um, because I don't know why. It's just going to be a good day. <laughs> All right. So it is going to be a good episode. I actually found a couple great websites by searching on Yahoo as opposed to Google. So Google is my go-to. I think it's everybody's go-to. And I found a great website with like topics and a great website with jokes and they're longer winded so kitty twisters is going to be extra funny today i haven't laughed this loud at a joke in a long time but you're gonna have to wait till the end of the podcast for my kitty twisters segment but i'm excited about it <laughs> because and i'm hoping i can read through without totally screwing up because i have such a hard time with trying to keep up with my brain when i'm reading i always have had this issue <laughs> so reading long-winded jokes is Probably not the best idea, but we'll get through and we'll get through together. So I'm going to start today's episode off as usual with my concoctails segment. Today, I'm going to be creating a cocktail called the Flying Dutchman. Many of you may know I'm a Dutch girl and I don't know why this is called the Flying Dutchman. Uh, it just is called this and I'm going to maybe add a little twist to it, but I'm going to make it the way the recipe says initially and then I might add something after. Why? I don't know because it's concoctails. I'm concocting something and I kind of feel like I've got to add my own little kitty twist on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How lame. Um, okay, so it's called the Flying Dutchman. It calls for two ounces of gin, one ounce of triple sec, and ice. Come on, okay? <laughs> I gotta add a little something, something extra. Uh, all right, so let's get my handy dandy glass going. Turn on my light stand. Is it gonna work for me today? I don't know, let's find out. On, off, on. I think I wrecked it. It was on when it was on the floor. Okay, it's on now. I'm not going to touch it again. It's got a mind of its own. Which color should we go for? I'm thinking... Ah! Pink. It's staying on. Let's just leave it. Okay. Pink is kind of the theme I have going on today. I got some reds, pinks. My lighting is all sort of matching my outfit. And uh, I don't know if my drink will match my outfit today or not. Let's find out. <laughs> okay. So I've got my martini shaker, cocktail shaker, whatever you want to call it. And uh, the ice is pretty fresh. So there's no water to water down my beverage, which I don't like. So we're going to start with two ounces of gin. Um, I'm a free pourer and I'm going to keep looking down to make sure my nipples aren't out a lot. So uh, I think that what's left in this bottle is roughly two ounces. One, two. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Two ounces of gin. This is actually my favorite gin. This is the Empress gin. My sister bought this or brought it 
when she came to visit like, I don't know, two years ago or told me about it like a year and a half ago, two years ago. And uh, not only is the color gorgeous, but it tastes really good, super smooth. Then one ounce of triple sec. And I only use this to make martini, <laughs> margaritas. <laughs> and I, don't, I need to use it more often because it's basically just an orange liqueur. One ounce of that. And that's it. Just triple sec and gin and ice. So let's just shake that up. Let's see how this tastes. My light stand is out. See how blue the gin turned? Wasn't it purple before? Is this a magic trick? This was the color before. And this is the color now. Whoa! <laughs> I didn't know that I'd be performing magic on this podcast. Ugh, you know it'd be magical if my light came on at will. Ready? Please turn on. Damn, didn't work. Okay, let's try this. So my magical blue cocktail. Okay, you guys listen to what I'm hearing right now. hear that? <laughs> I always have to remember to do that. It starts to like ferment immediately or whatever's happening. The gases are releasing and escaping. I'm sure there's been a few instances where the cocktail shaker lid just explodes off. I'm sure it's happened. Um, okay, so I don't know, man. Maybe my <laughs> measurements are a bit off. Just straight booze. See how much there is there? Is that three shots? <laughs> it's more like five shots, I think. I'm gonna have to sip this slowly. Um, I did bring, so I was gonna add something extra, remember, like I said, to make it my own. And that's this, sparkling ice. And I think this is gonna save me. So when, when this goes down a bit more, I'm gonna add some of this. Actually, I might just take a big gulp. No, I'm gonna be freaking pissed. Well. Woo, by the way, I'm doing dry January, <laughs> except for four days this month. And you know why? <laughs> because I'm filming my podcast four times this month and I'm not going to cop out. I'm not going to pretend to drink with you and not really. You know what I mean? I was thinking like, oh, I could just put like water in the vodka bottle, but that sucks. I mean, only drinking four days in one month is pretty damn good. So this sparkling ice is black raspberry flavored and this is zero calories. I mean, there's definitely calories in the triple sack because it's like sugar water, but hey, let's see if that helped. It's pretty boozy. I am a gin lover, so like I could sip gin really when, if it came down to it, which is essentially what I'm doing right now. But I don't think that I recommend making this drink unless you're looking to get drunk fast. Um, and if you do, maybe add more sparkling juice. Like I would definitely make it a tall with some sparkling juice or like sparkling water or something. My week! We've had a ton of snow, um, a ton of cold weather, and I've been doing lots of skiing, which has been very fun. I also randomly like re-injured my back. <laughs> so a while ago, I did a strange jumping jack and it's called like a star jack. So 
because like it's just basically an alteration of a regular jumping jack but instead of going like jumping jacks like this you're kind of moving your arms like in a star motion and doing it one foot at a time <laughs> kind of like some sort of like court jester uh trying to make the king laugh that's pretty much how you can describe it and uh i felt something funny when i landed on one of my left foot it kind of felt weird right away and then of course Typically, you know, you don't feel it right away. It wasn't until I got home that I realized that I hurt my back and I wound up making an appointment with a physiotherapist just to um, be sure that I didn't do more damage because sometimes people can sneeze and like their vertebrae pops out, you know? So I don't mean pops out, but like something happens to it. <laughs> I do understand anatomy somewhat. Um, anyway, so I went in and uh, he assumed that it was some sort of like rib injury but it's it was actually a facet facet joint that kind of got injured a little bit so unfortunately with those you can't do it I thought it was a knot and I'm like oh it's it's a knot but it's in such a strange part of my back like right down to the left of my spine like midway down my back basically he was like yeah it's just be like whatever you did you just kind of crunched something or did something and and there's nothing you can do about it because I was doing the wrong thing I was trying to you know you have a knot you can like work it out and you like rub it and so I made matters worse, basically, by trying to, like, work the knot that didn't exist, <laughs> like, damaging my back even more. Then it went away. Like, it went away in a couple of days. It wasn't a big deal. And then uh, recently, <laughs> I was lifting something fairly light, but I didn't lift with my knees. And then I re-injured that same spot to the point where I was grocery shopping and I couldn't turn left or right. Actually, I could turn right better than left, but I could still feel it. Left, it kind of, like, knocks the wind out of you a little bit, like, ugh. But it's definitely better today. And I'm going to get back to skiing tomorrow. And also yesterday I filmed three bikini try-on videos. Two of them were, or actually one, no, two bikini videos and one bodysuit try-on. One of the bikini videos that I filmed, I tried on six bikinis. And the total bill for this haul was $1,700, like, like $1,760 for six swimsuits. The brand is called Frankie's Bikinis and I went on their website and I've wanted to try their stuff for a long time. They actually sell their bikinis on Doll's Kill, a website where I get all of my sugar thrills, all my shit. This being one, <laughs> one item I get from Doll's Kill. And so, but they've always been so expensive and I just could never justify spending over like $250 on a swimsuit ever. Like in a million years, like I don't even, I don't care if it's like gold plated or whatever, <laughs> gold, <laughs> gold plated accessories. It's funny. I just got an email from Doll's Kill. Let's see what it says. Hey Kat, do you want to represent Sugar thrills? Just joking. <laughs> it's just a new launch email, I think. That would be my dream come true. Anyway, so uh, the worst thing is I believed that they would come to me in little boxes or something to justify this price. Like make me at least feel like it's expensive. Because I've tried on thousands of swimsuits and I'm sure that that's hard to believe, but it's true. I have never tried on a $250 swimsuit. So I thought, okay, you know what? Let, I'm gonna pull the trigger on this, let's do it. I wanna try these swimsuits out. So anyway, they came pretty quickly, luckily. 10 out of 10, shipping, that's great. I get this raggedy ass bag. Okay, it looks like it came from somewhere in China. Like it had a long journey here. Every swimsuit was in just a Ziploc bag, like a typical kind of Zaff Zaffle actually does a better job at packaging than Frankie's bikinis. So I'm like, okay, zero out of 10. <laughs> for packaging and effort. There was not even a bill or anything in the bag. 
Like usually there's something to let you know what you've ordered or um, there was actually like a little sticker sheet of really super uber cheap stickers that have like Frankie Bikini logo and like a palm tree and a freaking surfboard or something. I'm like, okay, well, look, the quality felt really good. Everything was in the bag that should have been in there. Another plus, cause that's happened before where I'm like, I got the bottom, but not the top. Had the try on yesterday. Well, the bikinis are all nice. Okay, they all have good quality. I don't think I've ever felt so friggin' ripped off in my life. I am in Canada, meaning I had to pay duties on this shipment. Um, I think it was roughly like 70 something dollars on top of what I paid for them. Um, that's not Frankie's bikini's fault, but at the same time, I do order from American companies and there are no duties whatsoever. So whether they include that in the price or whatever. Um, anyway, long story short, you're gonna have to watch the video. Make sure you subscribe right now if you're not. Subscribe to my channel so you can see this video because this is gonna be coming out shortly. <laughs> and uh, I just, I told, I, in the video I was like, if you wanna buy these six swimsuits, I'm gonna sell a lot of them, like all six of them for 500 bucks, okay? And I wore them each for about 29 seconds. So if you're watching this podcast and you're interested, before you even see them, email me and we can sort something out. But I'm telling you right now, this was definitely a, an eye-opener and it was my kind of like my worst fear. That's why you're, you're so hesitant to buy something for that much money because it's like, how different is this swimsuit, this $270 swimsuit compared to this $9 swimsuit? Like there's, there's such, and like what? The fabric came from some majestic area in like the Maldives? No, it's all made in China still. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's probably made in the same freaking factory. <sighs> anyway, so I, I had to rant about that because you'll see. Nice bikini, sure, great, but it was pretty painful. All right, so I wanna know what is the top thing on your bucket list? So I don't even have a bucket list. Like I don't have like a list of things that I wanna do in my life. I don't have a literal list, but when it comes to like life goals and things that I wanna do, and this may be related to it being kind of like the dead of winter. <laughs> and it being so cold and sometimes scrolling Facebook and seeing my friends on these tropical vacations. God, I would just die to be there right now just to just dip in the ocean, roll in the hot sand, have a cocktail, friggin' hear some music in the background, look forward to a delicious meal later. You know what I mean? Like just the best. My top bucket list thing in my head right now at this moment is renting a yacht in the Mediterranean and sailing around for four weeks. And I mean, I want pilot, <laughs> a driver. What is it called? What is a, a captain? Okay, a captain. I want a chef. I want a lifeguard. <laughs> I want to choose the lifeguard. I want to have it like 10 bedrooms. And these exist, don't, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not a really super bougie bitch, but this is a bucket list thing. This is like a dream of mine. And I wanna invite my family and my friends. And we're gonna go on the trip of a lifetime. They just have to pay for their flights or maybe F it, I'll pay for their flights. <laughs> I'll have this thing rented. And then we're gonna have like an itinerary where we go from A to B to C to D and then just have the time of our lives. And then, you know, not everybody will be stuck on the boat the whole time. Of course, big yachts like that have like a little sister boat that jets off here and there to drop people off, pick people up. This is something that I will do. I can already see it happening. When? 
I don't know exactly, but hopefully within the next five years, that's the top of my bucket list. But I would never want to do something like that on my own. I'd want to do it with my family because you got to make memories with the people that you love. <laughs> that's the top of my bucket list. I've always wondered too, you know, like how often do boats on the ocean, like in the Mediterranean or like kind of popular areas get pirated, get robbed? Because you're floating out there sometimes and a ship can pull up next to yours and come aboard and just steal everything, murder everyone. How often does that happen? It does happen. It can happen. Um, but I think if it's big enough and you have security. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Security guard too. A lifeguard that I want to choose. A security guard that I'd like to choose. And the chef and the captain. And the helicopter pilot for the helicopter on the roof. Um, <laughs> no, but I just think about how much fun. I mean, of course, there will be drama as well. Oh, my God. My nipple was kind of out, but whatever. Not gonna go back now. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, oh, the thought of that is, just makes my heart warm. Maybe it's this, I don't know, but something's happening. This is trouble. <laughs> this is trouble. This is gonna be crazy. Okay, I guess it does kind of match my outfit now, doesn't it? All right. Okay, I wanna know. What is the biggest conspiracy theory that you actually believe? So meaning like that the earth is flat. That's what I mean. Like what is the biggest conspiracy theory that you actually believe? For me, the biggest conspiracy theory that I actually believe, and there are others, but I don't want to get too political because that can be a rabbit hole in itself and probably get my channel canceled. <laughs> um, the moon landing. I do believe that it was a hoax. Now, so many of you are going to be like, oh my God, another one. But it's kind of hard to deny a lot of stuff uh, that happened. Maybe there is an explanation. Like I have an open mind. If I had somebody like come to me right now and say, Kat, look, the moon landing actually happened. We just recently discovered that these tracks couldn't be on the moon if, if nobody had landed or when, whenever they had landed. 1970. Nine? <laughs> 69? I don't know. <laughs> um, but see what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know a lot about it, but I just, I was watching, um, I believe it was a Rogan episode and they brought up a bunch of evidence and, and things that kind of led to the fact that they potentially hadn't and why they would have faked the moon landing. And it's quite extensive and there's quite a bit of evidence pointing to the fact that they wanted to beat China to it and, or Russia. I don't know, but... <laughs> Um, I want to know what conspiracy theory you uh, believe, like wholeheartedly. And I can't even say wholeheartedly for me, just because like I said, I can lean either way, but that was kind of the only one that I could think of at the time when it was like conspiracy theories, like which ones do you believe? The whole flat earth thing, that's, that's pushing it. I definitely believe the earth is round. Um, but then there are people that will argue till you're blue in the face and probably almost convince you that the earth is flat. And that's where I'm kind of at with the moon landing. <laughs> I've had... Enough people convince me that it's a hoax uh, to kind of lean more in that direction. Another thing, though, that I do kind of believe, and this is going to be sound crazy to you, but only because I know people personally that have spotted them Bigfoot. <laughs> okay. And before you click off this video or this podcast, wherever you're listening or watching, and of course, it's kind of like, well, they've never found a body a skeleton, nothing like that. Like, how can you even prove that it exists? But it's kind of like the earth is a big place. And, you know, 
maybe when a Bigfoot dies, it digs itself a hole so deep and then pulls a contraption and buries itself. <laughs> Sorry, that sounded really dumb. But you know what I mean? Like, there's so much we don't know about the ocean. I mean, outer space. For all we know, they're friggin' aliens that have just popped down for a little bit and then take off. But I know somebody who's adamant about having had seen them, not them, one on two different occasions. And uh, it's just fascinating. And the thought of there being Bigfoots, big feet. <laughs> foot sounds weird aliens that kind of thing it's it's kind of it does satisfy a little part of me that's like ooh, the unknown i mean you know me i'm a ghost freak and i love all that stuff but uh i wouldn't be super surprised if, if they found a body like a bigfoot body and it was proven that it was real and it was the first one that was ever found, i'd be like frig i freaking knew it you know what i mean that's kind of where i'm at and if they don't exist well you know what can you say <sighs> okay now you guys it's time for a segment that I like to call Cat Facts. So Cat Facts is where I go online and I find interesting facts uh, that maybe you never knew. Maybe you did. Maybe they're not true. Don't uh, hold it against me if it turns out they're not true because I don't know. I just found them online. Okay. <laughs> so dear on research. First fact, in the early 90s, Pepsi owned 17 submarines, a cruiser, a frigate, F-R-I-G-A-T-E, frigate. I was trying to read this earlier. And I was like, what? Frigate? Frigate? And a destroyer, all because of a deal with the Soviet Union, which they exchanged soda for military equipment. How much soda do you have to trade for a cruiser, a destroyer? And if, like, whoa, that's crazy. So for over three decades, Canada and Denmark have been playfully fighting for control of a tiny island near Greenland called Hans, a uh, Hans Island. Every once in a while, when officials from each country visit, they leave a bottle of their country's liquor. <laughs> wow. Playfully fighting. Isn't that nice? <laughs> At U.S. President Andrew Jackson's funeral in 1845, his pet parrot had to be removed because it was swearing loudly. <laughs> that made me laugh. That's pretty funny, actually. In 1722, the readers of The Current, a paper published in Boston, were captivated by letters sent in by a widow with a keen wit and a gift for satire, Mrs. Silence Duguid. In her letters, Mrs. Duguid poked fun at such illustrious institutions such as Harvard, therefore winning the hearts of many. For months, no one knew the identity of Mrs. Duguid. Turns out, Silence Duguid was actually a 16-year-old Benjamin Franklin who worked as an apprentice in his brother's print shop. Potatoes were not very popular in France at first. This changed when Antoine Augustin Parmentier took matters into his own hands to promote the potato as a food source for humans in France. He'd surrounded his potato patch with guards during the day to suggest valuable goods were growing there and then removed the guards at night so people would come and steal the potatoes. And that's how potatoes got popular in France. And that's how French fries got their name. <laughs> Just joking. I don't know about that last part, but it could be true. Allegedly, Egyptian pharaoh Pepi II despised flies so much, he'd keep naked slaves smeared with honey near him in order to keep the flies away from him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just go to bed, honey. I, uh, I just, it's just the flies. I hate the flies. Can I put the honey on? <laughs> wow, a 
Is that it? Oh, there's one more. Ronald Reagan's first job was a lifeguard. Over those six years, he saved 77 people from drowning. Wow, Ronald Reagan. What an amazing guy. Well, that concludes Cat Facts. Another fact, my titties are staying in. Woo! I kind of need some double-sided tape, though. But you know what the problem is, is that I could actually wear this without a bra. But I'm wearing a push-up bra with this, which makes my boobs, like, another cup size bigger. Oh, the trials and tribulations of having titties. Okay, this is gonna maybe be weird for you guys, but I was watching Theo Vaughn's podcast recently and he plays tunes during his podcast. And a lot of people do listen. So like sometimes throwing in a nice song is nice. <laughs> Uh, and recently I've been online looking for tunes to kind of throw into my new my new YouTube videos going out just to kind of switch things up a bit. And I found a couple and then one of them sort of I really liked. This song is called, You're Sorry. <laughs> I feel like a radio DJ right now. It just hit me, it hit me right. I don't know the words to that song. I just found it today and I was like, ah, I'd love to play that on my podcast. Why don't I? So I just did. <laughs> uh, let me know what you think about me playing kind of tunes that I find and that I like. I like the fact that it's kind of got like vintage feels to it. Kind of like, I don't know, 70s kind of vibes. Um, let me just see something here. No, it's, it's more, it's just kind of like the category is soul, but I don't listen to a lot of soul music, but when it's about the bass and like the beat for me, and if it flows nicely, then I love that. So if you like that song, <laughs> then you might be into some of the tunes that I like to listen to, but I might just do like short little segments of songs that I find that I like. Cause I mean, we're just, we're chilling out together, vibing together. Uh, maybe you're listening on the road. Maybe you're 
sitting and eating dinner. Maybe it's just entertaining for you to watch me dance. <laughs> uh, if that's what you call this. <laughs> but this is um, <clears throat> from a website called Epidemic Sound. And they have a lot of music that can be used for like, as I have a, an account with them, so I can use all of their stuff, their music. So I'm like, why don't I take advantage and share some of it with you? So yeah, that's that. That was called Your Sorry by Victor Lundberg and Aston Turr. I'm assuming that's the vocal list. I don't think Victor was singing. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, let me know your thoughts. So I don't know if I've asked this before in the podcast or not, but would you trade your top 10 most cherished, wonderful childhood memories for a million dollars? So think about it. I think there are going to be some people that will say absolutely because they maybe don't have any really positive childhood memories. Maybe they had terrible childhoods. I don't know. But for somebody who is similar to me, where I had a wonderful childhood, you know, not a perfect one, but wonderful. I don't really have terrible, terrible memories, but my top 10 best childhood memories, would I trade them for a million dollars? They'd be gone. You wouldn't remember then. You wouldn't remember maybe family members that you had your best memory with. Um, because maybe your only memory is like the best time you ever had was when you were five and was with your, you know, great aunt or something. <laughs> For me, my answer is absolutely not. No, 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 no. I think so much of who I am and what gets me excited, what gets me motivated. I draw from my childhood, my, my memories, my, the best times in my life that kind of shape what happiness is to you, you know, like how else do you learn what happiness is besides when you are a child, what makes you happy? You know, it's, it's hard to explain. I mean, maybe, you know, you guys will disagree with me, but I think um, the thought of not having those memories to draw from and like reference to, and that's a sad thing because it would just change who you were. Would you not, would you even remember who you were after that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if those were wiped from your, and you'd be in the present day going, yeah, here I, but like the decisions you make, the relationships you form and stuff, I don't know. I think absolutely not. But like I said, some of you will probably be like, oh, hell yeah, just make new memories. And sure, but I think it's tough because like the foundation of who you are is like gone. And I've got some really good childhood memories, like really good ones. And one of them, I wouldn't call it my top 10, but I do remember I must have been young enough to have been in like a bucket, like a child carrier, you know, like the little, what are those things called? <laughs> You know, parents have them on their arm, the kid in the bucket, um, and like a, like a blanket over top or like a, a sheet or something. And I remember the beat, like the beam of light coming through that and seeing the pattern on the blanket. So whether I was in one of those things or if I was in a bassinet or something, I don't remember, but I remember being young enough to have been small enough and have this cover on me. So I was like, was I six months old? You know, was I two years old? I don't remember, but the feeling of that memory. So it's not just like the visual, right? Because obviously most cherished memories evoke a feeling as well as like, you can see it, you can remember it, but it's like the feeling. Just feeling, that's like the ultimate feeling of comfort was like the warmth, the safety, the comfort. I just remember this. So <laughs> however old I was, I'm sure, like I said, I was probably no older than two. And it's just like a, a flash of a memory. It's not like I was sitting there and I looked at my hand and then I looked at my feet and then I heard this. No, it's just like that, that probably like two second 
memory that I have. But it's stuff like that. Like I feel like that specific memory, I have this like thing in my head where I imagine like a 70s style living room with windows all around, but the windows are like amber glass. And I actually bought some amber glass recently. I told you guys about last podcast. So the light that was coming through was such a warm, glowy light. And I, I don't know if this is like an image that I saw when I was a kid or what, but it's all like mid-century modern type furniture. There's a level that drops down two stairs to a lower level, but everything is like a warm, glowy color. And whether the glass itself is like the, the glass... Um, the windows are tinted to an amber, which would be weird, but it's almost like a dream that I had that I just keep referencing or the sun was setting or something. And then the light that was coming in was just pure yellow. But it, and when I think of this, I just get this like home feeling. And then I've also contemplated potentially that, <laughs> that it's like it was in a past life. This is something that I could see so vividly, but I don't remember where I ever saw it in a magazine or a movie or a dream that it's like an actual memory of a place that did exist or does exist somewhere. <laughs> I can really get get deep here. <laughs> so yeah, would you trade your top 10 most cherished childhood memories for a million dollars? Let me know in the comments down below. I caramba, it's not getting any better. It's still like, tastes like I'm drinking some straight ass gin. That'll help. Uh, there was a question that I got. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously this person did not uh, see my previous podcast about musicals, but the question was, would you prefer, like, do you prefer comedy shows or musicals? And I freaking hate musicals, okay? I hate it. I hate them. I, maybe my mind can be changed one day, but as it sits right now, musicals are a big no for me, like really big no. They're just cringy. I just can't. I remember renting the movie, um, what was it? <laughs> I want to say like Jiminy Cricket, but it's the one with friggin' um, Johnny Depp and then that other girl that's in a lot of his movies. Anyway, it's it's like a name. But I rented it thinking that it was going to be like some sort of cool kind of haunting movie. And no, it was a musical. I turned it off in like the first 10 minutes because it's acting at first. Like there's no singing initially. And then she like bursts into song. You know, I don't even know what the scene was, but it was something like, and then she talked to me and then she told me. Why do I cry at night? And then like the music comes in and I was like, no, that just ruins it for me. Um, plays, maybe it was being in plays, watching plays as a kid. I auditioned for Jesus Christ Superstar when I was in grade 10. I did not get the part. I kind of was bummed because I was like, oh, I thought I did pretty good. And then it was somebody else had gotten the lead part and I wasn't going for the lead part. But I think that they were friends with the per person with the part that I was applying for or auditioning for. And anyway, so there was some foul play. It's the only way I can get through that. <laughs> it must have been foul play. <laughs> anyway, and uh, so I kind of had a bitter taste in my mouth about it. And when I went to go see it, I was like, oh, even though I thought it was pretty good. But I was like, could have been better. <laughs> um, but that was kind of the only musical I could ever really sit through just because it was live performance. And so maybe live performance musicals could grasp me, but I would never in a million years, if I was in New York City, I would not be hitting up Broadway. I just can't stand it. And this type of singing that happens in musicals, like, do you know the movie Frozen and the song that's that she sings? Let it go, let it go, let the open sky, let it go, let it go. Like 
her, she's got like a Broadway singing voice. It's not like a lovely sounding singing voice. It's just like a very projected on key voice, but there's nothing there. It just sounds like, I hate it. And that song drives me crazy. And it's just because like, I don't know, it's, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't like musicals. So definitely, definitely a comedy show. I will be completely honest. I've only ever gone to two in my entire life, but I also live in an area where I'm not, I'm not in like New York or LA or where, where there's always like things going on. You can go to a show every, you go to 10 shows a night, every night of the week, right? Cause there's always stuff going on. But I personally, definitely not musicals, definitely comedy shows. I do want to start going to more comedy shows because I watch so many comedians online and they're so hilarious. I love watching their podcasts and their wit, but I'd like to see some perform, you know, cause like comedy shows don't happen very often, but I, f I also have to look for them because <laughs> they're probably happening, but I'm just not like comedy shows nearby. What was your favorite toy as a child? I'm sure that it's not just one because I had numerous childhood toys that I remember that were just the cat's ass. <laughs> but in particular, if I can think of toys that I wanted more than anything, and they were kind of in the same category around the same time, Polly Pockets back in the day. And I mean the original Polly Pockets. So it was like a clamshell about the size of my hand, maybe smaller, different shapes. There's like a, an actual, probably a clam shape, like a circle, a star. And you open them up and it's a plastic case, but on the inside is like a little house, miniature house. So there's like a little bathroom. There's a set of stairs. There's an upstairs, there's a downstairs. And uh, these little Polly Pockets, like the little characters were no more than an inch high with a little round base. And in this little Polly Pocket house were a bunch of little areas where you could stand your Polly Pocket. You could put her in the bath, the shower, you could put her at the table, in the kitchen, on the stairs, like just this like miniature world to me was so fascinating. And as a, as a kid, I was probably, when it was super popular, I was probably around seven or eight years old. So like prime time for Polly Pockets. And uh, the second one was Littlest Pet Shop. And Littlest Pet Shop was brand new when it came out right around the time. I just remember playing with them at the same time as Polly Pockets, but again, miniature little pets that you could put in your pet store. I just, I remember the smell of this toy. Like I remember the feeling of seeing new Littlest Pet Shops or going to my friend's house and they'd have like different ones and so, so good. I'd say my number one, Polly Pockets. Number two, Littlest Pet Shops. So, yeah, just thought that I would throw that in there because I'm curious, like depending on your age, right? If you're watching this at the age of 60, maybe your favorite toy was a hoop and a stick. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah, I mean, my mom tells stories of really wanting, I can see if I can remember the name of this doll. <laughs> I want to call it a poopsie doll, but that's not it. It was some kind of doll that she wanted so bad. It was just something that she just could not live without. She wanted it. And, um, you know, growing up with six brothers and sisters, there's seven of them all together. Of course, my Oma and Opa, you know, they did their best, but they weren't like loaded and could get everything for everyone. And uh, my mom wound up getting this doll that she wanted really bad. And when she got it, she was kind of disappointed because it was sort of like an ugly little doll. And I think her sisters got some sort of other Barbie or something. And she was kind of jealous and it wasn't at all what she kind of thought it was. But yeah, I think it's a big part of who we are too. You know, like just the toys we played with when we were little. I just thought I'd ask. Let me know in the comments down below if you can remember your favorite childhood toy. Oh my God, I forgot to add my accessory. My flamingo. 
Now I mix the gin to the top, it's gonna be like. That's pretty good. It's definitely good now. So what do you guys think of my <laughs> crazy outfit? This is why I love Sugar Thrills. Look at this dress. Who makes shit like this? I love it. I absolutely love it. I've got some other ones kind of in hiding. Not in hiding, but like I'm waiting for the right time. It was kind of warmer in my studio today, so I thought I can wear, get away with a dress, not a sweater. <laughs> All right, everyone. Now it's time for a segment that I like to call Kitty Twisters. <laughs> I would start off with the joke that made me laugh super hard, but I don't want to start off with a total bang and then have everything else lackluster. <laughs> but the thing is, it's so subjective. What I find hilarious, you might not. So two of these jokes I'm going to read in a row start off very similarly. And I was like, Ugh, but I had to leave them both in. Okay. A man walks into a bar and asks the bartender, if I show you a really good trick, will you give me a free drink? The bartender considers it, then agrees. The man reaches into his pocket and pulls out a tiny rat. He reaches into his other pocket and pulls out a tiny piano. The rat stretches, cracks his knuckles, and proceeds to play the blues. After the man finished his drink, he asks the bartender, If I show you an even better trick, will you give me free drinks for the rest of the night? The bartender thinks that there's nothing that could possibly top the first trick, so he agrees. The man reaches into another pocket and pulls out a small bullfrog, who begins to sing along with the rat's music. While the man is enjoying his beverages, a stranger confronts him and offers him $100,000 for the bullfrog. Sorry, the man replies, he's not for sale. <clears throat> the stranger increases the offer to $250,000 cash up front. No, he insists, he's not for sale. The stranger again increases the offer to this time to $500,000 cash. The man finally agrees and turns the frog over to the stranger in exchange for the money. Are you insane? The bartender demanded. That frog could have been worth millions to you and you let him go for a mere $500,000? Don't worry about it, the man answered. The frog was really nothing special. You see, the rat's a ventriloquist. <laughs> uh, that's, that's funny. Uh, the other one I'll read after a couple. <laughs> after a couple. <laughs> free airplane ride this one's called a group of engineering students received an invitation for a free flight from a local airline once on board the captain announced that the plane they were on was built by recent graduates from the very same school when the announcement concluded the students looked around and one by one they slowly left the plane after all the students had deplaned one man sat calmly reading a magazine he was the professor the captain asked him why he remained and he replied confidently, I taught each and every one of the students who built this plane. More than anyone, I understand the depth of their abilities and training. This bitch won't even start. <laughs> uh, did you find that funny? I don't know. It's kind of like a comedian who's telling jokes online without having an, uh, an actual reaction. This is the one that's quite similar. A man walks into a bar and orders a drink. The bartender gives the man his drink and the man asks, if I show you something crazy, would you let me have free drinks for the rest of the night? The bartender thinks for a minute and then says, it would be something spectacular to take that offer. The man leans down and picks up a box and sets it on the bar. He opens the box and inside is a small piano man who's only one foot tall and beside him a little piano. The piano man starts playing classical music like Beethoven and Chopin. Once he finishes, the bartender is in utter disbelief. He tells the man, you can have free drinks for the rest of the night, but only if you tell me where you got this. The man says, in the alleyway behind your bar, there's a genie. 
who is granting free wishes to everyone who wants them. Elated, the bartender heads behind the bar to see if this was true. A few minutes passed and out of the alleyway erupts a cacophony of quacking. The bartender rushes back to the bar and shuts his door against a wave of thousands of ducks. He manages to secure the door and say to the man, I think that genie is hard of hearing because after I asked for a million bucks, these ducks appeared by the thousands. <laughs> the man chuckles and said, did you think I really wished for a 12-inch pianist? <laughs> oh, that's not the one I found to be the funniest. Okay. <laughs> okay. A husband comes home to find his wife with her suitcases packed in the living room. Where do you, uh, where the hell do you think you're going? <laughs> After he came home from the bar, uh, he says, I'm going to Las Vegas. You can earn $400 for a blowjob there. And I figured that I might as well earn money for what I do to you for free. The husband thinks for a moment, goes upstairs and comes back down with his suitcase packed as well. Where do you think you're going? The wife asks. I'm coming with you. I want to see how you survive on $800 a year. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm thinking of opening a tattoo parlor where women flash their breasts for free tattoos. Call it tit for tat. <laughs> okay, this is the one. That made me laugh out loud really hard for about like 30 seconds. But don't get your hopes up too high because you might not find it that funny. But I certainly did. A blonde brunette and redhead mom go to a cafe. They each had stolen their daughter's purses to see what their girls did in their free time. The redhead mom opens her daughter's purse first and finds a pack of cigarettes. Oh my god, Debbie smokes, I'm gonna kill her! The brunette mom opens her daughter's purse second holding up a half-smoked joint. Lindsay smokes pot? How could she? The blonde mom rifles through her daughter's purse next and pulls out an empty condom wrapper. The other moms stare at her for a few moments before she puts her hand over her mouth. Holy shit! Cindy has a dick! <laughs> oh! <laughs> that is probably the best blonde joke I've ever heard. That is really funny. To me, that's really funny. I hope none of you were too offended by any of these jokes. They're just jokes. And if you are that offended, then you probably shouldn't watch this podcast. Well, everyone, that concludes episode 38 of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Thank you guys so, so much for watching and listening to me ramble. <laughs> Sometimes I go off on tangents and I'm thinking afterward, I'm like, how many people clicked off? while I'm talking about this. Um, I am thinking about potentially, like potential guests for my podcast. Um, how I'm going to set this place up because pretty much what you see here is the amount of space that I have. It's fine because I think we could do like a little intimate setting where um, we have a couple different cameras, a couple different microphones. I just have to figure out the like electronic side of things because my this mic is wired into my laptop right now and I need to kind of figure out if maybe need to get one of those like electronic board things where like one goes on this side one goes that side and kind of like but I just go, I have to go to the University of YouTube to learn how to do that and then order all my shit and then get it set up so that I can have somebody else here with me I'd love to okay this is my goal and this might be too much but I'd love to recruit 
a bit of a co-host and not necessarily every episode, but I have a couple people in mind that are so opposite of me. And so it would be like, we have really hilarious conversations. It would just add an element of just the, the, the reason why I love watching bad friends uh, is because Andrew and Bobby are so different from each other that they create this like an entire episode just them arguing about shit disagreeing about things um I just think it's brilliant and I don't I wouldn't say I'm super opinionated like I would listen to this other person and then like bring up topics the same way I do here where I'm like hmm, your favorite childhood toy and then kind of go off each other in that sense but um I think it's gonna happen I just have to make the logistics work or what's the word not logistics but like I have to figure out all of the electronic stuff <laughs> first because no one I can hire to be like just set it up I want to I this is what I want to do I want to hire somebody to just be like set it up you figure it out just get it ready and then I'll show up and then he'll show up and then we'll just like have a have banter but uh anyway <laughs> let's just end it there and I'll be back next week of course uh, with episode 39. And I hope you enjoy this podcast. I am probably going to finish this, take a bath, put on some Netflix and order some East Indian food. Ooh, you know what I like to order? I like to order five out of five hot curry chicken with dahi raita, which is like the yogurt sauce. Because if it's five out of five, it's tolerable with this like yogurt sauce and I love to have like a glass of white wine with it the three two but I mean I might just be gunned after this I don't know <laughs> no more no wine anyway that's my plan thank you guys so much for watching and I'll be back make sure you subscribe like this video and uh follow me on OnlyFans Patreon Instagram Facebook Twitter Snapchat um I've got a link tree link down below in the description box if you're watching this podcast if you are watching there is an audio version on Spotify on Apple Google Audible everywhere um, and if you're listening there is a video version on YouTube just go to Cat Wonders and you'll find me here um yes that's I think my spiel thank you guys <laughs> So much for watching for the third time I said that, but I mean it. And uh, I'll see you all in my next podcast video, um, etc. Bye.